We're wrapping up the series, Forgotten God. And I've titled the talk, The Holy Spirit. Holy, all caps. The Holy Spirit. I want to kick this talk off with Matthew chapter 3, verse number 11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, talking about Jesus, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Everybody shout fire. I want you to catch that. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire. Now, now, fire in the scriptures is, is, is a symbol of purifying. You see, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you, comes to live inside of me when we, get, when we gave our heart and life to Jesus Christ. And one of the main roles of the Holy Spirit is to purify us. His role is to make us holy. I, 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 that's why, if you notice the name, he's called the Holy Spirit. He's not called the unclean spirit. He's not called the evil spirit. He's not called the nasty spirit. He's called the holy spirit because one of his main roles is to make you and I holy, to make you and I pleasing to the Lord. You see, that's why he, he comes to purify us. Number one, that we would please the Lord. We will live a life that would honor the Lord. Number two, he makes us holy. He purifies us so that we can be a great witness for Jesus Christ in our world. The Bible talks about this in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. As the Holy Spirit was getting ready to come, the Bible says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my, notice this, witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. I taught you that a few weeks ago that the best way for you and I to be a witness for Jesus Christ is by our daily lifestyle. It's about how we live every single day. And that's why it's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit and fire to do his purifying work inside of us that we would be a great witness for Jesus. Hear me today. The best thing you could ever do for your marriage is to let the Holy Spirit and fire purify you, that you would be the husband that you need to be, that you'd be the wife you needed to be, that, that he would work in your heart and purify you and change your attitude and change your actions, that you would be a witness for Jesus in your marriage. That the best thing that you could do for your kids in your parenting skills is let the Holy Spirit and fire purify junk out of your life, that you would be the parent that you need to be, and you, you would be the dad you need to be, the mom that you would be, need to be, the witness that you need to be. Listen, student, the best thing you could do uh, as far as uh, with your parents is and the best thing that you could do at, at school is let the Holy Spirit and fire purify you that you would be a witness that you would be the daughter you need to be that you'd be the son that you need to be you'd be the student that you need to be let I, I me tell you the best thing you could do for your career the best thing you could do is let the Holy Spirit and fire purify you and change your heart and make you the best employer you can be the best employer that you could be that you would be a great witness for Jesus Christ I want to talk to you about three areas today. I want to give you three roles of the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Three roles, how he purifies us, how he cleanses us. Number one is this, Holy Spirit, show me. 
Holy Spirit, show me. What, what, a, what a great prayer to pray. Because one of his roles is Holy Spirit, show me. When I say show me, Holy Spirit, show me my sin. Show me my shortcomings. Show me my failures. Show me areas where I'm not honoring God so that I can let you purify me, that I can let you cleanse me, that I would be a great witness for you, first of all, that I would bring God glory, that I would honor him, and second of all, that I would be a great witness for Jesus. Listen, one of his roles is to purify, is to show us areas where he needs to purify us. John chapter 16 verse 8 says this, when he comes, this is Jesus speaking before he dies on the cross and gets risen, uh, raises from the dead and, 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 and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus says this when he comes, talking about the Holy Spirit. He says he will convict, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. The Bible says he will convict. One of his roles is to convict you, is to convict me, is to show us areas where we're falling short, show us areas of sin. You see, conviction's a good thing. God's showing us our areas of sin that he can purify us and cleanse us, that we can be great witness, witnesses for him. It's a good thing when you feel that conviction, when the Holy Spirit shows you. I like how the psalmist says it in Psalm chapter 139 and verse number 23 and 24. He says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. I love verse 24. What a great prayer to pray. See if there's any offensive way in me. Test me, search me, and see if there's anything wrong in my heart, if there's any offensive way in me. Hey, I prayed that prayer this week, and there is. So there's some things in my heart that are not right. How about you? As the Holy Spirit searches you and shows you and convicts you, are there some attitudes there? Are there some wrong thinking patterns there? Are, are, are there some judging of others there? Are, are, are there some speech that, that's, that, that's wrong? As the Holy Spirit shows us that he says, listen, see, see, see if there's any offensive way in me. And then lead me in the way of everlasting. And, and I believe, believe this, every believer in this place to have that attitude. Lord, search me. Lord, show me. Are there areas where, where I'm not glorifying you? Are there areas that I'm not a witness that I should be for you? Search me. See if there's any offensive way in me. And, and the wrong response would be Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Here's how some people respond to the Holy Spirit. He says, you stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. And that's what some people do. The Holy Spirit's convicting them. He's showing them, and they resist it. No, 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 I'm going to do my own thing. No, I'm going to live like I want to live. No, 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 Holy Spirit, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen to you. Matter of fact, don't even show me because I'm going to live like I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. And so many people, instead of saying, Lord, show me, Lord, search me, Lord, convict me, so many people put up this block to the Holy Spirit and say, nope, I'm going to do life my way. I'm going to live how I want to live. And they never become the witness that God wants them to become. They never become the husband the father, the mother, the daughter, the employee, they never become what God wants them to become because they're resisting the work of the Holy Spirit. The first role is, Holy Spirit, show me. Number two is this, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, first of all, show me, convict me. But now, second of all, Holy Spirit, change me. Let, let me give you some, some, some history here. Before Acts chapter number two, 
the followers of God didn't have the Holy Spirit's power living inside of them to make them a powerful witness for Jesus. You see, understand this, that, the, that, that the, in the Old Testament, they were required to obey the law, but they had no internal motivation to do it. All they had in the Old Testament were, were external sets of rules to follow. I want you to think about this. J- j- just imagine having to follow rules and laws, but there's nothing going on in the inside of you to motivate you to do it. That's what it was like in the, in the Old Testament. They had rules, don't do this, and you better do this. Stop that and do this. And they had all these rules, they had all these laws, and yet there was no internal motivation on the inside to actually do what they were supposed to do. And I'm grateful that Jesus changed all of that for us. And the Bible says that Jesus died on the cross, he got up on the third day, he was seated at the right hand of the Father, and he sent the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter number 2 to give us the internal motivation to do what God wants us to do, to give us the internal desire to obey God. And here's the problem. You see, God has sent the Holy Spirit, and he is living in the life of people who have given their hearts to Christ. And the problem is that a lot of church people still try to get to God the Old Testament way. They they, they try to live holy based upon external motivation instead of internal motivation. They they, they try to live for God based on rules, based on, on laws. And friends, hear me today. God didn't send his Holy Spirit to live inside of us that we would try to live for him based on external motivation. Let me show you this. Let me show you God's plan. Even back in the Old Testament, Ezekiel prophesied. He foretold of this. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 says this, And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. Now, right now, he's saying, listen, this is not happening for Israel. We're following God through laws and regulation and rules, but there's a day coming. There's a day coming where God will give us singleness of heart and he will put a new spirit, the Holy Spirit within us. And he says, I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. And I want you to see the result of this when they get, when, when, when the new spirit comes, the Holy Spirit, and, and they no, no longer have this stony, stubborn heart, but now they have this tender, responsive heart to God. Verse 20 says, the result of this tender heart is they will obey my decrees and regulations. They will truly be my people and I will be their God. Good news, good news. We are living in the days that Ezekiel prophesied about. You see, when you and I trust in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, and and he wants to give us this responsive heart to God. You know what? He wants to give us this internal motivation to live our life for Jesus Christ. Don't miss this. I call it the get to instead of the got to. The Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us, and he changes our desires, and now it's I get to live for Jesus instead of I got to live for Jesus. It's I I want to live for Jesus instead of I have to live for Jesus. There's this internal motivation that the Holy Spirit gives us. And some of you are following God because you have to instead of because you want to. Some of you are following God because you got to instead of because you get to. Some of you, you're going after God religiously. It's all about the rules for you. It's all about the laws 
for you. And there's nothing going on on the inside of you. When I was traveling full-time, I spent a great deal of time speaking to teenagers and enjoyed my time and season of just investing into, into, into students and, and to teenagers. And, and one of the questions students would always ask me, one of the questions that they, they had they always, that was always pressing on their mind, that they would say, Herbert, Herbert, how far is too far? That's what I want to know. How far is too far? Because you know why they're asking that question? Because what they're saying is, listen, I want to get as close to the line as I can without falling. How far is too far? I'm going to come up with a little rubby rubby, touchy touchy, feel it, feel it, backseat the car, kiss it, kiss it. I mean, that's what. Uh, how far? How far is too far? Because I want to get as close as I can. Herbert, what's the law? Herbert, what are the rules? I want to know the rules. How far is too far? External motivation. Herbert, Herbert, how close in my business, in my lifestyle, my career, how close to the edge can I get without actually falling? And Herbert, that's what I want to know. That's my question. How far can I go? How close to the edge can I get without actually falling over the cliff? And Herbert, the reason that I want to know that because I want to get as close as I can to the edge when I actually fall in. I want to tightrope it. You mean I can get that close? Herbert, what's the law? Herbert, what are the rules? I want to know the law. I want to know the rules because I don't want to break the rules. What's the rules? Herbert, how close can I get to being unethical without really being unethical? I mean, Herbert, give me the gray area. How, many, how close? How can I be a little shady without being really shady? You know what I'm saying? How close? Because, Herbert, the reason I asked that question is because I want to get as close as I can. What's the law? What's the rule? What's the external motivation? What, what, what is it? And those are good questions. And we need to know the law, and we need to know the rules. But, friends, hear me. There's a better way to live. There's a better way to live. And that's when we allow the Holy Spirit and fire to come into our life and give him liberty. And he changes our heart and he changes our desires and he puts the right desires in our heart. And it's no longer Herbert. I, I, I got to, it's, it's I, I get to live for Jesus. It's no longer, you know what? I have to, what's the line? I mean, what, what do I have to do? It's I, I want to live for Jesus Christ. He's given me a responsive heart to him. You see, Holy Holiness is not an outside-in job. Holiness is an inside-out job where he changes me on the inside. He changes my desires. He changes my wants. And now I want to live for Jesus, and I have to live for Jesus. And when Jesus changes you on the inside, and the Holy Spirit and fire comes inside and changes your heart, the question is no longer, how close to the line can I get without falling? How far can I go without actually going too far? Now the question is, you know what? I just want to live for Jesus. How, how do I just stay passionate for Jesus? I just want to serve God. I'm not trying to get as close as I can. I'm not after the external and getting as close as I can. My heart is after Jesus. How do I please him? How do I honor him? It's the get to versus the got to. The Bible talks about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, this internal motivation. Verse number 19, it says, do not put out 
the Spirit's fire. Notice that. The fire. The purification that he does. So do not treat prophecies with contempt. I talked about prophecy last week. Verse 21, test everything. Hold on to the good. Verse 22, avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Now, now, now most of the time, you know, when I was growing up, going to church, when I, when I gave my life to Christ, when, when I heard messages, most of the time, the focus was on verse 22. That's what was taught me. Avoid every kind of evil. You better live right. You better live holy. The Lord is holy and you better be holy. Don't you smoke, drink, cuss, or chew, and you better not run with girls that do. I'm just telling you, be holy. Don't you have sex. Don't you lie. Don't you cheat. Don't you gossip. You gonna go to hell. you lie. Some of you hadn't heard my three-syllable way to say hell. That's how you said hell when I was growing up. Hey, you lie. It's hot. You better take them shorts off. We don't wear shorts. That's how I grew up. How many grew up like that? You don't wear no shorts. You wear jeans. You better not play sports. You gonna go to hell. You lie. It was external motivation. It was all external. Don't you wear makeup, wear your hair in a bun. You're going to go to hell. And friends, here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know. You cannot live holy based on rules. Holiness is an inside job, not an outside job. You see, you see the key to living holy is not verse Number, number, number 22, it's not avoid every kind of evil. The key to living holy is verse 19. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. You have to let the Holy Spirit in and let him work. He's living inside of you, and some of you are blocking him. You're putting out the Spirit's fire, and the Spirit's fire wants to burn up all that junk. Wants to cleanse you on the inside. Wants to purify you. And the Bible says, listen, don't put out the Spirit's fire because you can't make yourself holy. You, you can't change your desires. You can't change the got to to the get to. You can't change by yourself the have to to the want to. You need the Holy Spirit's fire to burn that junk away. Matter of fact, the Bible says this. After he says, don't put out the Spirit's fire, avoid every kind of evil, verse 23 says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. You can't sanctify yourself. You can't cleanse yourself. You can't purify yourself. Let God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless through the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And you've got to let the Holy Spirit and fire work in your life. The truth of the matter is some of you got a lot of wrong desires. The truth is some of you in this place, you don't really want to live for Jesus. It's kind of like you just have to live for Jesus. Some of you, 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 you got to do right, but it's not that you get to do right. And some of you, you know what, you're, you're, you're out of control, you're, you're living wild, and you got all the wrong desires. And you need to say, Holy Spirit, change me. 
I'm not putting out the Spirit's fire because some of you are putting it out. You're doing your own thing. You're blocking the Holy Spirit. No, no, I'm not going to I'm going to resist that conviction. No, I don't want you to show me. I want to do my own. I'm, I'm going to come to church every week, but I want to do my own thing. And you're blocking the Holy Spirit and you're trying to serve God based on external motivation. And that was never God's plan. He sent the Holy Spirit to give you the get to instead of the got to. And I can honestly, honestly slay. I, I'm tempted. I blow it some. I, I make mistakes. I do, just like you. I, I make, but I can honestly say that I desire to live for Jesus. I, I really do. When I make a mistake, when I fall short, man, I'm convicted. I want to do right. I'm like, God, I'm sorry. Help me get it right. Help my, help my attitude. Help me, help me to see it different. Help me, because listen, it's not for me. God, and it wasn't always this way. But the, I've let the Holy Spirit and fire work in my heart and change desires and change attitudes. And, and I'm not living for Jesus any longer because I have to. I'm really living for Jesus now because I want to. Let the Holy Spirit and fire work in your life. Number three is this. There's a third thing that I want you to see. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, change me. Number three, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Notice this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 15 says this. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Watch how you live. Live it wise and unwise. Make the most of every opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Well, what's his will, Herbert? What's God's will for my life? Verse 18, he says this, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled, be filled with the Spirit. Now, the Bible makes an interesting comparison here. It compares getting drunk to being filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, don't do this one, but do this one. You know how many of you, you know, when people are drunk, how many of you have heard the terminology? We oftentimes say they're under the influence. They're under the, the, the influence. And, and you know, when somebody's drunk, now I know some of you, you don't know this personally, just one or two of you, but some of you know some other people, huh? Some other people that have been drunk. Not you, all right? You never had your face in the toilet school. <laughs> now, that's not you. That's not you. You know somebody else, so, okay? But but you know when people get drunk, when they get under the influence, how many know when people are under the influence, they talk different? They, they think different? They, they act different? You, you know, you know I, 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 I know some folks and come from a family where a lot of, a lot of drinking and things went on. And it, it was a few years ago, one of, uh, one of our relatives, he, he just got caught up in alcohol, got caught up in, into drinking. And, and it totally changed who he was when he was drunk. It, it literally did. It just changed who he was. He, he was nice, just, just calm, soft-spoken, wouldn't hurt anybody. I mean, just, just really, really a calm guy. But he would go to the bar and get drunk, and he would turn into an idiot. I mean, literally. I mean, he, he wouldn't fight nobody. Now, all of a sudden, he's stirring up all kind of stuff. Well, I don't tell you. I say, I'm in, why, why are you looking at me funny? I'll tell you. 
Ah, you want some? Well, let's go outside. I'll whoop all three of you. Come on, I. And he get his face beating. I mean, just beat up, black eye. I mean, just got wore out a couple of times. I mean, just, I mean, it was just like he just wanted to fight. He wanted to start. He, just, he would just, I mean, if you know him, he, will, he is not like that when he's not drunk. But he would just turn into somebody different when he was drunk. How many know when, when, when people get under the influence of alcohol, they even get this, this boldness about them? They get this confidence they wouldn't have otherwise. You know, you know what I'm saying, you know? Homeboys in the club, you know? And before he, he gets a couple of cold ones under him, you know, he knows that girl won't talk to him. I mean, he knows. He knows she is way out of my league. I know it. I know she will not give me the time of day, but he get a couple of cold ones under him. I think she's looking at me. <laughs> yeah, I think she's looking at me. Let me go ahead and talk to her. Boy, I'll tell you. I think he's he's looking at me. What's up, mama? What's up? What's up? What's up, girl? Ooh, pretty thing. I tell you what, I'm tired. I'm tired because I've been thinking about you all night. I just, girl, you you know. That girl ain't giving him the time of day, huh? She won't even talk, looking at him like he's crazy. But but he had the boldness to go talk to her now, huh? Got a couple of cold ones, and now he's got some confidence about himself. It's amazing how alcohol changes people. And to somebody different. And you know the thing about an alcoholic is they, all want, they always want more. They want to continually drink, continually drink, continually drink. That they always want more. And the Bible says, listen, listen, listen. Don't get drunk with wine. Don't get under the influence of alcohol. But instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be, be, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because when people are Filled with the Holy Spirit. When people are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, some of you know what I'm talking about right here. They act different. They talk different. They think different. They start, they, they start acting like a total different person because now they're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. They actually have the ability to do things they couldn't do before. They have that different attitude. Now they have the gifts of the Spirit working through their life and they're doing things they couldn't do before because they're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16, about being, being filled with the Holy Spirit, where he changes your desires. He gives you the boldness. You act different. You talk different. You, you live different. Galatians 5, verse 16 says, so I say, live by the Spirit or be filled with the Spirit. And filled, talking about continually filled. Be, be, be under the influence of the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit. And what's the benefit of it? What's the benefit? You will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Because when you get full of Jesus and you get full of the Holy Spirit, can I tell you, the desires for the flesh start going away. Not that you're not tempted, but you just got different desires. Come on, you start, you, you, you're full of the Spirit, and you got different desires. you got different attitude, different thinking, because you're living by the Spirit. You're, you're getting full of the Spirit. You're getting controlled by the Spirit. And verse 17 says, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit desires what is contrary to the sinful nature or the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, with each other, so that you do not do what you want. The Bible says the spirit man and the flesh man, they're in conflict. They're at war. With one another. I've taught you this before, but I want to repeat it. They're in conflict. And listen to me. What you feed lives, and what you starve dies. Well, who's in control? 
Who's running things in your life? Spirit man? Flesh man? Who are you feeding? What dog's in control of the, of the war? Because the Bible says, the Bible says they're in conflict with each other, but verse 18 says this, but even though they're in conflict with each other, even though there's a war going on inside of you, but if you are led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, influenced by the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, you are not under law. You're not under the law. Matter of fact, it's not even about the law anymore. Because when you are led by the Spirit and influenced by the Spirit, the question is not how far can I go? It's man, I want to live for Jesus. How do I please Jesus? How do I honor? I'm not under law. I just want to please Jesus. I want to do whatever makes him happy. My desires have changed, and I just want to honor God. Not because I have to, but because I want to. Not because I got to. What's the law? Because I get to. Because I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm living by the Spirit. Let me tell you what needs to happen. Here's what needs to happen today. Some of you need to get drunk. You never thought you'd go hear that in church, huh? Yeah. You need to get drunk. You need to get under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Some of you need to take another drink today. You need to let the Holy Spirit fill you. You need to let the Holy Spirit have his way. You need to stop putting out the Spirit's fire and let the Holy Spirit and fire burn away some of that junk, burn away some of those desires, burn away that stinking thinking. You need to let the Holy Spirit loose in your life to change your heart and desires because some of you, you're out of control. Your flesh is running your life. You're living a life of sin. Some of you, you're so struggling, yet you have to instead of you want to, and you need to let the Holy Spirit in fire burn the junk away so it's no longer I have to, but I want to. You say, Herbert, how do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? How, how do I get under the influence of the Holy Spirit? There are, there are several things I can share with you today. I just say, first of all, start reading the Bible. Get, get in the Bible. Make a habit of reading it every day. Get in the Word of God and, and just read it. Let, let it cleanse your mind and your heart. I mean, j- j- just get in God's Word and, and let it renew your mind. I mean, get filled with the Spirit. I would really encourage you, man, watch what you listen to. I mean, get yourself some Christian music that, that, you, that you can listen to. It, 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 man, just get, get it so you can kill out the, the flesh, man, and feed the, the, the Spirit. Man, there's all kind of Christian, Christian music. There's something for everybody. Come on. There's, there's rap and reggae and rock and roll and heavy metal, Christian music and contemporary and southern. There's something for everybody, all right? But find something you like and get, fill your mind with it. Come on, come on. You're going to have a hard time living for Christ, breaking out your old R. Kelly CDs. Come on, come on now. Huh? Breaking out your key sweat. Why? Yeah, you done, huh? Breaking out your ACDC. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Breaking out your guns and roses. You're you going to have a hard time. Come on. Get start pumping your mind full of good things. Come on. Come on. Whatever your feet lives, whatever you starve. Guys, get filled with the Spirit. I mean, I encourage you, man, to, to, to be in church every week. Well, you're hearing the word of God and you're worshiping and you're magnifying Jesus and, and, and you're hearing God's word preached. Man, it's so important. Be filled with the Spirit. Be influenced by the Spirit. I encourage you to, to be in Wednesday Night Connection. Get, or get in one of our community groups. I mean, it's so important. Some of you, one of your major issues is you're wrong around the wrong people all the time. And you're, you're always influenced by the wrong people and then you think coming to church for one hour is going to offset all of that. And man, it won't happen. Man, get in Wednesday Night Connection. Get in a small group where people can encourage you to follow Jesus and live for Jesus. Be filled with the Spirit. I encourage you, get baptized in water. 
Give, oh, obey God. The Bible says this about Jesus. When he was baptized in water by John the Baptist, even Jesus, our perfect Savior, was baptized in water. And the Bible says he was baptized in water. And when he came out of the water, a dove from heaven, the Holy Spirit, came and ascended on him. And I believe, listen to me, I believe some of you are going to be filled with the Spirit. You're going to have some spiritual momentum as you're baptized in water. November the 7th, November the 7th, just two weeks from now, we're going to be baptizing people in water. You need to take that step. Be filled with the Spirit. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit so that you can get to instead of got to, so that you can want to instead of have to. Lord, thanks for your word. Thanks for your presence. Work in this place.